Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. And I'm Marty, and you made me watch Krampus. How'd you How'd you feel about it? It was all right. All right. And there's the show. <laughs> now we're filling in for Mike and Allison yeah. this week. Uh, yeah. A little Christmas cheer. Yep. Um, uh, supposedly cheer. It was Krampus. I I thought it was cheery. Did you? Well, I mean, I'm you know big into horror, so yeah. Quick introduction to everyone who doesn't know us: we are the hosts of Great Lakes Confidential, mm-hmm. a podcast on the Joy Road Media Network, alongside yeah. this wonderful show. Yes. And also, I am the nanny to little Benji, and we're very good friends with Mike and Allison. Yes, so we are. They've asked us to to uh, do a show, and being that it's the Christmas theme. For the month of December, and being that I love horror movies, and I knew that you'd never seen Krampus, Mm-mm. there's a lot of Christmas movies that we have seen, so it was kind of difficult to yeah. to find something that that I've seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just picked this one. Krampus is from... Well, I was just going to continue with our little introduction oh, here. Uh, the thing ahead. about me is uh, I, uh, I'm not really a big fan of movies. I don't watch a lot of movies. So that's something that should probably be in mind while we listen to this. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. That's true. Yeah. there's You do watch a lot of movies, but it's mostly me putting on a movie and then you wandering around the house. And then every now and again, you'll sit down and yeah. catch a few moments of it. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I love movies. You not so much. So I felt like this might be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yes, Christmas movies. So... Getting onwards to Christmas movies, there's really only two of them that I enjoy. Which are? Uh, Christmas Story and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And we did, we haven't watched a Christmas Story yet this year, have we? No. No, we did watch National Lampoon. And as far as horror movies go, there's probably about two horror movies I enjoy, too. And what else? Oh, geez. I'm just on the spot. Uh, the Exorcist is, is always a, a good movie. <laughs> and uh, there's one horror movie I enjoy. So... <laughs> So, so you made me watch Krampus. Yeah. So Krampus is from 2015, and it's directed by Michael Doherty. Um, what so, else has he directed? Well, he. what's funny is that one of the movies that he directed is called Trick or Treat. I don't okay. think you're familiar no, with it. No, I'm familiar with it, but I never saw it. Okay. See, I'm familiar with every movie, but I've just never seen it. That's Yes. So Trick or Treat is obviously a horror movie. Um, Sam mm-hmm. is this small child type creature right, with he dresses big, like a scarecrow no he's got a big pumpkin head 
um and he murders people and um honestly like the first time i saw that movie i wasn't a big fan of it mm-hmm. but i watched it again and then it's kind of grown on me but that's another movie that michael doherty has done and what's interesting about um krampus is that there's quite a few easter eggs that kind of bring mm-hmm. in you know like trick-or-treat um there's a spot there let's see there's a time when the little boy in Krampus, Max, he's trying to comfort his cousins with candy mm-hmm. and that's leftover Halloween candy and he hands over a lollipop and it's the same like weapon that was mm-hmm. used in Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. Um and then also there's at the beginning of the of Krampus when there's a um they cut to like a TV and along the bottom, the ticker tape tape is mm-hmm. running by, and it says "Seasons Greetings," and that's also a movie by Michael. Do- it's an animated short, and that's where we are introduced to Sam from Trick or Treat. So there's okay. a couple. So little... he throws in all of his little, yeah, yeah, the Michael Doherty cinematic universe. Yeah. Now, okay, I'm jumping in quickly. Like when you said we were going to watch Krampus, I got to admit I wasn't uh, overly excited because I remember. Psh- you know, less than 10 years ago or something when the internet rediscovered Krampus. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe it was 2014, 2013, 2012, something like that. And suddenly, uh, you know, everyone's social media was like, what about this Krampus guy, Christmas Krampus? And it just sort of seemed like it was, uh, you know, something that was rediscovered and the rush was on to make a movie about Mm -hmm. it. Um, I know there was like a few low budget entries and that's kind of what I thought this was going to be. Just like a low budget, let's... uh, capitalize on the the Krampus sensation yeah. from, you know, the mid the mid 20 teens or whatever and rush something out, but uh, I will say I was pleasantly surprised by the movie. Uh first of all, the casting was I mean, the movie, I will say when I say I was pleasantly surprised, the movie was, you know, probably what I what the best that it could have been mm-hmm. with what it was. Like I was so, like the casting was really good. I mean, with uh, especially uh, Tony Collette. Yeah, she's it? incredible. I mean, she's, she's great in anything. Yeah. Like you see her show up and it's like, all right, instant credibility. Yeah. A lot of like comedic actors, uh, you know, from like uh, movies you you're familiar with and TV shows like NBC sitcoms, all that, all that in that. So it's a it's a it's a pretty good cast. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's well shot. The cinematography is 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 really good. Right. So a brief synopsis of the movie. Um one thing too that I wanted to point out the beginning of it when it when we're being introduced to the movie and the you know the credits are rolling at the at the beginning um it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas is the Mm -hmm. song that's playing and as soon as you like hit play these people are just trampling each other they are yes they are yeah (laughs) no it was a great way to, to open the movie well and like it's very like it's so American, right? Mm-hmm. Like these people are fighting and they're just, they're grabbing things off the shelves and it's just pure chaos while it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas is mm-hmm. playing all jolly in the background. And I, I, I found that hysterical. Um, but so the movie basically is Max is the young boy in the movie. He's got an older sister named Beth, mom and dad. Um, you get the, about halfway through the movie, we realized that, um, Mom and dad don't have the greatest relationship anymore, as stated in Max's right, letter to family, Santa. No one's really getting along. The the Tony Collette's sister and her husband and their kids show up and they're just 
they're very um uh what's the brother's name and and national lampoons yeah uh the the cousin eddie yes they're they're yeah. very cousin eddie. no and i noticed yeah. that too yeah. that that's that seems to be kind of a, a christmas movie trope now after yeah. christmas vacation definitely that we we need to involve the uh like the just the 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 complete trashy side of the family too. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, I kind of rolled my eyes when that first happened because like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. You know, this is uh, this is every new Christmas movie. Now. It is, but it's but it was. That. But uh, you know, I think they they kind of uh, it made sense. It yeah. made sense and it worked. Yeah, and for and the movie. I so mean. so they show up and they um they end up, you know, one of the bratty kids steals Max's Santa Claus letter. And kind of embarrasses him, mm-hmm. and he gets upset. He crumbles up the letter, throws it out the window, and right, his whole letter is basically wishing for peace in the family and that everyone would be, you know, do well in the family. I think it right. sort of embarrassed the family too. So it did, yeah. And and he also, you know, he's the kid that probably ten, eleven years old still believes in Santa and gets made fun of about it, mm-hmm. and so. He throws this letter away out the window, and then within a couple of probably Hours. within the hour, everything goes dark. Mm-hmm. And he summoned Krampus with that letter. Yeah. So shit basically hits the fan. Yeah. Um, so it's. It's a heartwarming story, right? About <laughs> I mean, ultimately <laughs> about the I, magic of Christmas. Ultimately, <laughs> I guess it is. Like I said, it's it's. It's a movie that's carried by a, a good cast, and it's it's well shot. Mm-hmm. Like the story on its own is, you know what I mean. It's sort of it's it's kind of a retelling of a Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. You know where it's uh you know the dream before Christmas or uh, um, what was it the uh, um the Scrooge story in a lot of ways. You know the yeah you yeah know, being it's almost like being visited by the ghosts of of Christmas past, present, and future. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's basically about having a. Uh, uh, a life-changing, altering dream the night before Christmas. Yeah, and what's interesting is that if you know the story of Krampus, they kind of went off a little bit mm-hmm. from that story because the story of Krampus is that, first of all, Krampus shows up on December 5th, which is today, I believe. Yes, today, when we're recording, is when Krampus is supposed to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, Krampus takes the naughty kids and does whatever with them. In this story... Krampus showed up the night before Christmas, December 24th, which is different, obviously. And it's more about making sure that the family understands, like, listen, you've got a good thing here. And you've kind of royally screwed yourself by acting like a bunch of spoiled brats and, and jerks. And now I'm going to destroy you. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, So the story is is different. But I really enjoy how they did that just because... I am kind of sick of seeing the same stories. And I think that's another reason why I really like this movie was because all of the Christmas movies, you know, you line them up and they're really all telling you the same story, no matter what. You know, you look at Home Alone and it's the same story. You had a good thing. You wished for it to be gone. And look what happened. Family is the true gift of the season. That's sort of uh, what it is. So what do you think about the ending then? Because... You know, spoiler alert, if anybody um, hasn't seen Krampus, what are you doing with your life? But um, at the end, they end up in a snow globe. Mm -hmm. And you kind of like, what is that? Like, is it is it 
is he in a dream? Is this all, has this all been a dream for the kid or did Krampus really, you know, are they now in some sort of weird Christmas purgatory? Is it Mm -hmm. groundhog day type situation where they have to relive this over and over and over again? Like there's a couple of different theories, but what did you, what did you get from it? I just thought the whole thing was a dream. I kind of did too. Yeah. But, it, but like, the I kind of way... hope so too, because we don't need a Krampus too. Krampus <laughs> was fine. We don't need a Krampus too. Yeah. Well, not everything has to have a sequel. Right. But I, like, I, I thought that at first too, like maybe it was just a dream, but then it was very strange how, like, everybody kind of looked at one another and yeah, was they like, found the, the Krampus ornament. Remember, he opened it and that's right. what was in there and everyone was kind of, I think it was one of those weird, like, you know, Oh, we all had the same dream last night sort of thing. I don't know. Like a choose your own adventure. Yeah, or just one of those weird, you know, you throw that in at the end like, oh, my God, it all really happened. Yeah. And then boom. And a movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I definitely say the movie, as far as a holiday movie goes, it has its charms. It Mm -hmm. fills a uh, a niche that, that isn't really being served right now that of the christmas horror movie at least done well i should say i was gonna say there there are i don't are... need to know i'm sure there is no there's, <laughs> look, there's bigfoot erotica on amazon i'm sure whatever whatever that Ooh, thing is that rule on the internet show. that anything you can think of it's been done yeah so what's what's interesting about that is that as i was looking at like the imdb for krampus there you know it says like if you enjoyed this movie, here's some similar titles. The Gingerbread Man. Well, yeah. and there's a bunch of, I mean, there's probably like six or seven movies called Krampus or mm-hmm. Krampus whatever. You no, know, it was some part of weird. that big Krampus craze. But every single one of them got a rating of like 1.9 stars, two mm-hmm. and a half stars. This one actually got like six out of 10. Right. Which is pretty good. You which, know, like I said, is why I had, I had no, uh, I wasn't expecting anything yeah. going into this because. There's a glut of Krampus movies, <laughs> and none of them are that good. I'm curious. I'm kind of curious to know. Um, it looks like we got a case of a Krampus. I might. Like, how do these movies go? Is that what you're saying? You want to watch all the other Krampus movies? I mean, I might. Them? There's a killer in Twin Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> it's Krampus. It's Krampus. What do you think of the little gingerbread men? Mm, they're all right. I mean, all that stuff was, you know, very, uh, what's his name? A Nightmare Before Christmassy. Like those those mm. creatures and all that. Yeah. Uh, the gingerbread men. I mean, it was all right. Dude, it's funny because one of those gingerbread men was voiced by Seth Green, mm. which they like they don't say really anything. They just make a lot of like yeah. high pitched noise and stuff. But yeah, Seth Green was one of the voices on that, which I found interesting. What did you think about Omi? I mean, you know, so, just a, a a a character that advances the plot. Outside of that, oh, I, I loved mean, her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Omi is the grandmother, mm-hmm. and she's she's um, German, and she tells the story of of Krampus that she also was visited by him when she was younger. Yeah. So then, so then you kind of get this this sense that. But it's weird too, though, because if she was visited by Krampus when she was younger, and she was the only person spared, like what? You know what I mean? Like, why? First of all, why didn't she say something earlier? Right. Because the whole thing was a dream. Like, you notice uh, throughout the whole movie, you know, when when uh, the oldest daughter Beth is missing, and and they're just like, uh, she's missing. We'll find her. Don't like. It seemed like there's that weird like, 
alternating between like, oh my God, we got to save her. And like, oh, we'll wait till the morning. We'll find her. Like there was never the sense, no matter what happened, that anyone thought anyone was dead. Yeah, that Do you know was what I mean? Weird. Like that's where, that's why like the whole thing was basically a dream. Maybe. Because nobody, nobody acted with the sense of, oh my God, I just saw somebody die. It was, oh man, they dragged my boy up the chimney. Damn it. I got to get out there and get him. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, then calm down again. Like, oh, all right. Well, we'll get him later. So that's okay. So that's you know what I mean? you think Yeah, like that sense, like, you know, nobody, there was never like. Not a real sense of urgency. Yeah. All right. So. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about the um, cast and there's quite a few people in the movie that are not like don't haven't done really anything. Yeah, all the kids. Yeah. Most of them. New. Yeah. Um, Adam Scott plays Tom and he is the dad in the movie. Mm-hmm. And Adam Scott is he plays he's got a lot of comedic roles. Yeah, um, he's so on, he's uh, in Step Brothers. He's on Parks and Rec. Parks and he is in Hot Tub Time Machine. Um, the first time I saw him in anything was on an HBO series um, where they did. They had like, uh, oh my god, what was the show called? Are they, I forgot what it was called. It only ran for one season. It was about like couples in therapy, and they had like simulated sex in it. Oh, yeah, like using prosthetics and stuff. Oh, so it's like the first time I ever saw that guy. <laughs> It's some movie where he's getting a hand job on the couch from his his wife. And it's like, you know, it's a prosthetic. So it's just sort of like, yeah, you see that and you're like, oh, my God. And then the guy shows up in Parks and Recs and he's got like this great big comedic career. And it's like, whoa, dude was in some movie getting it on. Yeah, I had no idea about that. Yeah, I'm sure it's on HBO Max. We could find it if you want to see it. But I mean, I kind of do now. Yeah, it was a. I mean, it's one of those like debut again. This is like you know, fifteen years old. This series and it it debuted, and that was like the whole watch this. It's got simulated sex in it. It's like whoa, what's HBO doing now? Wow! And then they discovered Game of Thrones, and they didn't need to <laughs> do that anymore. So Adam Scott actually got his start in 1992 in an REM music video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Losing my religion? No, <laughs> ah, no. It was called Drive. I remember that song. Yeah, the video. Do you? Yeah. No. Well, he was in it. Yeah, that's uh was off of Automatic for the People. Hmm. Well Best REM album, I think. All right. So Tony Collette, obviously, as we mentioned, she's in it. She's the wife. Uh she plays Sarah. She's in pretty much everything. And everything she does is gold. Whether it's a comedy or mm-hmm. a drama or she's in horror movies, she's like it's Tony Collette. Like yeah. she can do no, no she's wrong. She's a great actress and she just pops up in anything. Yeah. She also she was in one of my favorite movies She's called the Female Gene Hackman. Okay. She um she was in a, one of my favorite movies called Velvet Goldmine. Have you oh, seen yeah. that? Oh yeah, Velvet Goldmine. Heck yeah. Oh, I love About that Iggy movie. Iggy Pop and yeah. uh, She was in that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. I was like, "Wait, what? I didn't I yeah. but I haven't seen that movie in a really long time." So well, I mean, it's like 20 years old. It's an old one. Definitely definitely needs a rewatch. I remember renting that from the old Mammoth Video. I loved that movie. I would watch it on repeat. Yeah. Just Oh my God! That and Natural Born Killers. I'd like I had the cassette tape You're or not, not cassette tapes, but the VHS. the VHS. Yeah, and I would just watch it over and over and over. And Belly, actually, also Belly. That's a, that. You know what? We should talk about that movie someday. That's a good one. Just the way it was shot by Hype Williams. Oh, beautiful it was so shot. Good. So good. So did and you know that opening that... scene in Belly where they're they're walking through the strip club? Yeah, for the heist. It's so and well done. That's, that Soul to Soul is playing. We're Ooh. on a. All right. Okay. Anyway, back to Krampus. Rope it in. 
Um, did you know that Tony Collette is a singer? Yeah. Yeah, she sings in a band. Sang that Mickey song back in the eighties. She no, that's Tony Basil. Yeah. Or something. Or Basil. Whatever. Whatever, whatever country she came from. Anyways, she is to pronounce it. She's the lead singer. It's her band. She's the lead singer and the band is called The Finish. Not mm-hmm. like Finland, not Finnish like that, but the Finnish. Like the Finnish line? And her the big Finnish? Yes. And her husband is a drummer. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that. I didn't know she could sing. That's interesting. Um, David Koechner is in this movie. Yeah. He is Howard, the brother-in-law. The... He's in all the Adam, or, uh, Adam McKay movies. Uh... Yeah. He's everywhere, too. And hysterical, no matter what he's in. Love him. He, this You're going to like this. Um, because this is kind of a, a callback to our show. We talked about the parade, the America's Thanksgiving Parade in Detroit. And we discussed how Captain Underpants, there's always a giant Captain Underpants balloon. Mm-hmm. Why is he so popular? Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, David Koechner actually voiced quite a few characters in Captain Underpants. Oh, good for him. Yeah, yeah. And then Linda plays um, Howard's wife. Her name is Allison Tolman. She's a TV actor. I don't know what she's been in. Days of our lives. Not a whole lot of, like, nothing I would, I recognize. She was Sammy number five on Days of Our Lives. Stop it. I feel like you're you're, you're making fun of me right now. A little bit. A little bit. So, I don't, I'll probably say her name wrong, but um, Aunt Dorothy in this movie, she is played by Conchata Farrell, and... Her name... Um, she's one of those people that you, you see her and you're like, I know her. She's been in things. She's been in so many... So she is the... She was the housekeeper, Berta, on Two and a Half Men. Mm-hmm. She was in Mr. Deeds. She was... She's done a lot of voice acting. And then this is another one that you're going to love. She actually was on an episode of Night Court. Oh, yeah. I know how much you love Night Court. I love Night Court. What, what episode? What was she? Do you know? I didn't write that down. You'll have to look her, okay. look her up on I IMDb. believe was she also in the movie Raising Arizona? She may have been. Okay. I mean, she's got a long... I mean, she's you know worked for a long time. Because I don't know. I haven't seen Raising Arizona in a very long time. But I, but when I heard her voice, I had one of those moments like... like Angie has this... like She's pitch perfect when it comes to people's voices. <laughs> like if she watches a commercial and hears like somebody doing the voiceover, she knows exactly who it is as soon as they talk. Like She recognizes voices like that. And but- I had that moment with the... With Aunt Dorothy. Yeah. Like, I heard her, and I'm like, that's the lady from the pay window in Raisin, Arizona. Maybe, maybe she isn't. I don't know. Well, we can look it up, but yeah, she might be. Um, What's interesting about my weird thing that I do, though, is that I don't always recognize, like, I don't always know the person's name. I can just pinpoint what they've been in, Mm -hmm. and... It's usually, oh yeah, she's that guy. She's she was in that movie with that guy, and they did right. that thing. And it's like, like we'll it, be watching a commercial, and so she'll ridiculous. just be like, oh, that's a guy from Law and Order. What? <laughs> the guy, the guy in the commercial. He was a criminal on Law and Order, like in two thousand two. Once, yeah. Yeah. He was a firebug <laughs> on Law and Order. There's something wrong with me. Um, what's really sad? There's a gunshot victim on Chicago Hope. That's who's. <laughs> Who's doing the voiceover for the, the Easter Seals this year? That guy who got shot on Chicago Hope yeah. back in 2011? <laughs> it's like February 2011. Right. So, unfortunately, um, Conchetta Farrell passed away last year um, on October 12th, which is my son's birthday. Hmm. Um, she died of cardiac arrest. So, she was an incredible actress. She had a you know like i said a very long list of of things 
you know, on her to her credit, she was great. She was so funny and just so lovable and likable and everything she was ever in. So rest in peace, Conchetta. Um, and then, like I said, the, the rest of the cast was pretty much, you know, just random kids that have done a couple of little things here and there. Um, one of the sisters, one of the girls, there's mm-hmm. so that I don't know if they're twins. I believe no, they might, not. they weren't twins. They, they look different. Well, that doesn't mean that they weren't twins in the movie, but um, the sisters that so they would be Max and Beth's yeah. cousins. Um, tomboys. Very tomboyish. Uh, they're wrestlers. Um, one of the girls is actually Beth's sister in real life. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's a little trivia for you. So they play cousins in the movie. And they're sisters. Sisters in yep. real life. Yep. So. Yeah, that was one of the funniest parts of that movie, was it? Oh, they're just mad because the Steelers lost. <laughs> there was a lot of. I really, I really enjoy horror comedy. I mean, I love just straight up horror, too. I love to be scared like that, but I really enjoy horror comedy because it just. It, kind of has a nice way of bringing you back out you know Mm -hmm. so that you're not so immersed in it and i think that they did a really good job with this movie of you know making it just scary and creepy enough but then pulling you back with some comedy to be like you know Mm -hmm. lighten up it's it's okay so yeah i think as a genre i'm not just i'm not really a fan of the uh we're gonna pick people off one at a time through this movie sort of thing like it's just sort of like just speed it up, guys. Yeah, I, I got don't places know. to be. I got things to do. I love stuff like that. I know you do. I don't. I know. I'm just saying. That. I'm just stating that one more time. I don't. <laughs> Jeez. After we watched this movie yesterday, he got up off the couch and just walked away and didn't say a word. And I was like, oh shit, he hated it. <laughs> no, I just thought we weren't going to talk about it. So yeah. we talk about it on the air. Yeah. I didn't hate it. It was all right. I'm glad. I'm glad. I can appreciate it for what it is, Thank and I you. can see how it would become a staple. Like a holiday tradition for people. I, Seems like it'd be kind of fun for the kids, you know. Gambit and I will definitely watch it because like, you know, he's yeah. getting older now, and I mean, he's always been—he's always watched horror movies, anyways. But he's getting a little bit older now, and I think that it'll be. Plus, you know, there's nothing like letting your kid know who's really boss by bringing up Krampus around mm-hmm. Christmas time. So, um, speaking of Krampus again, like the actual, you know, um, uh, history or. The whatever about Krampus. So I was looking at some of the trivia on IMDb about this movie and about, you know, Krampus in general. And I thought it was really funny and kind of, well, not kind of like super, super creepy that they do this, but in Austria and Southern Germany, um, they have Krampus runs Yeah, and a bunch of grown men dress up as Krampuses and have a parade through the streets and just scare the shit out of children. That sounds about right for Europe. <laughs> I don't want to even get into European Christmas traditions. They will just upset you. A little weird. Yeah. 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 So that's pretty much the only, like, I already brought up the Easter eggs. There was a couple of other Easter eggs um, in Max's bedroom. There was toys uh, from the movie Pacific Rim, which is another legendary pictures film. Um, I don't, I'm not familiar with Pacific Rim. I've never seen it. It's so about I didn't big, recognize. big robots fighting in the Oh, okay. I, I didn't Pacific recognize Rim. them. Um, but then there all are, and I didn't, I totally did not see this at all. I don't know if you did, but did you see the posters from Rick and Morty and, um, Robot Chicken in the room? No. Oh, yeah. So that's a thing too. I don't know if Michael Doherty had anything to do with writing those or maybe he helped write or direct those maybe. Robot Chicken, that's Seth Green, right? That is, yeah. Seth Green is in Robot Chicken. Yeah. You know, 
Seth Green himself is an Easter egg. He is, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love Robot Chicken. I love Rick and Morty, too. But. Seth Green involved with Rick and Morty? I don't know. I don't know. I Yes, you're right about Robot Chicken 100%, but I'm not sure about Rick and Morty. So, yeah. So, overall, what are your thoughts? Good movie? Bad movie? It was a movie. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's good. I probably won't watch it again, but I mean, I can see how... Oh, you uh, will. No, I won't. No. (laughs) I won't. All right, fine. That's fair. It was a movie. Um, You know, I can, like I said, I can appreciate it. Good. Well, I love it. I saw it in the theater when it first came out. I think it's great. Fantastic. The cinematography is, is awesome. I mean, there's a couple of, you know, definite, like oopsie like that shouldn't have been you know that shouldn't have happened like that or or like continuity issues with like things being someplace and then not being someplace and then you know whatever but overall it was really really cool movie there's um the houses you know there's like a couple of shots where they pan out and they show us the houses those are all digitally digitally added Mm -hmm. and most of the houses also were um quote-unquote built to look like 80s horror movie houses so it kind of tied that into it too yeah. so you know things like that as a 80s horror movie baby i you know i love that shit so yeah. Yeah. it's hard to get a sense of scale of the neighborhood because there's a blizzard on yeah know? yeah a lot of it's yeah but good movie i love it okay good <laughs> well i hope that um you guys enjoy the movie if you've seen it i hope that if you've not seen it that you're compelled to watch it now and more importantly i hope you continue to listen to this show we're just filling in today yeah i'm <laughs> so sorry if we didn't give you the same hard-hitting movie criticism you're used to we're doing our best i we're tried doing our best i tried i've listened to every single episode of you made me watch i actually listened to all of them in order with the exception of one or two that i had to you know, watch out of order for one reason or another. But I started from episode one and I went all the way to episode. I think they're on like episode 80. Mm -hmm. I did it all in order. Wow. I know. I know. They've been doing this for over a year. I'm so proud of them. It's amazing. I love the show. I hope that we didn't fuck this up so bad. No, you got the style book memorized. (laughs) I just hope that we didn't, you know, completely ruin it for any of their listeners. So, And if you do like this ruined version, you can check us out on Great Lakes Confidential. Also on the Joy Road Media Network. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see y'all soon. See you at the movies. Is that how they sign off? Yeah, probably. (laughs) 